0: to the Code sports show i am your host colin watkins it's been a couple of weeks folks and i know that a lot of things come up in my personal life and just busy schedules have gotten me out of studio but i'm back and there's tons to talk about that have happened over the last couple of weeks so let's get down to it because the time is short as you know first off the olympics They wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely huge results for the U.S. 121 medals. They won the medal count. They won the gold rush. 46. They brought home more hardware than any year since 1984. And that was when Los Angeles hosted. And this is also the third most in U.S. Summer Olympic history. And this was in Rio, not in America, not in North America, anyway. So huge, huge results. Great job by Team USA winning the medal count and taking home the hardware. First off, because I want to talk about a couple of different things that happened during the Olympics. First off is the U.S. men's basketball team. In particular, Carmelo Anthony, because the U.S. dominated the gold medal match, but that's not how the tournament went. They had a couple of close games, and they were also missing some big-name players, i.e. Stephen Curry and LeBron James, just to name two. But Carmelo Anthony was a pretty solid foundation for that team, and so... They interviewed him after the game to talk about the trip through the rounds of the tournament. And honestly, he was taken back when they talked to him about it because the moment hit him when he realized that it, it was over for him. He wasn't coming back. He's not coming back to the next Olympics. And he was humbled, really struck. And then the, the crowd started cheering, mellow, mellow, mellow. And he recovered his composure and finished the interview. You know, he said he's been through, here's the thing about him, he's been through the worst, which is when the U.S. lost, when we got just the bronze, which was a huge letdown. Huge letdown. But he also was on the team when they won the gold, and were compared to the best, the Dream Team. This was the last Olympics when they just ran through opponents undefeated to the title match and brought home the gold. Well, this year, he said, they had to grind it out. Some tough wins. They had to battle close games. And yet, they got it done. And I love the interview because Melo took time to talk about the, the journey and the blessing it was to be a part of the team. But he closed by saying that we have to stay united, referring to the U.S. amidst everything that's going on in the country. And we're going to get into some different things later with Black Lives Matter. And just the homicide rate way up. But he said, we've got to stay united. We have to come together and be united as a country. And that's what it's about. Because it's not about sports, folks. Even though we love them and we put a spotlight on them, that's not what it's all about. So I really appreciated that. Well done, Carmelo Anthony. He played a pretty good gold medal match, but he was really a leader on that team throughout the tournament. Staying the course when things were tough. Now, speaking of what matters, I can't forget about Michael Phelps. Because there's some big things that have happened to him since the last Olympics. He has debated retirement several times, but after these Olympics, he finally said, I'm done, and finished up an absolutely incredible career. We're talking legacy, legend, in fact. He's the most decorated Olympian ever. 28 medals. 23 of those gold medals. With three silver and two bronze. What he's accomplished in the pool is amazing. I don't think we're ever going to see that again. Yeah, that's what they always say. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. Because compared to the swimmers of the past and the athletes of the past, 28 medals is insane. And twenty-three golds. Are you kidding me? The guy has won a medal in almost every single final that he's partake partaken in. And not just a medal, but a gold medal almost every time. The way he has come to compete when it's down to crunch time, it's just I'm, I'm losing adjectives to describe it. It's incredible. So pardon if I go back to the same ones. <laughs> Yet, here's what I want to focus on. Even with all his success, he had some really big lows. He's, he had struggled immensely with depression in the last four, four years. He said in interviews, he, he didn't really have a reason to live. Even with all this success, this fame and fortune and recognition, he found himself without hope. And that's the key word in that phrase. Because as he alluded to several times, he found hope. And he found a meaning for life. And he was able to then build on that and make a comeback. And that is what it's about. It's not about winning. It's not about setting records. Even crushing records. Sorry, Katie Ledecky. Because none of that really matters. None of that has true value. But a relationship with God has eternal value. And that can truly give you satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. And spoiler alert, that's the only thing that's going to give you true satisfaction and value. And by most accounts, it looks like that's what Michael Phelps has found. And so he was able to go out of the sport on top. We see athletes all the time who want to come back or do come back and just aren't the same. You got Michael Jordan. You got Brett Favre who just, he would just never actually quit. (laughs) But to go out on top is something special. To retire well. Reggie Miller never won the championship, but he retired with his head held high. He went out on his own terms. I think of Peyton Manning just from last year. Incredible career. I mean, just record setting. Quite the example for athletes and folks around the world to look up to. Walked out on top of the game. You know, a lot of people have trouble leaving it, and that's why so many guys come back, men and women, to be announcers, yeah, steal my job, just kidding, <laughs> and coaches though, because they love the sport, and I don't see anything wrong with that. When you're done playing the game, and it's tough to make that decision, but why not stay around the sport that you love, around the thing that you love? Be an impact. Stay involved. Be a positive influence on the players that are still in it. Impact them. You love the sport. You love the job. Whatever it is. So don't leave it entirely. Continue in it. Just change your role. And make a difference on those that are in it. That's what's going to leave a lasting impact and that's what's that's something that will give you more value more meaning in your life so i say go for it stay stick with it now changing gears a little bit here back to the olympics i want to mention several more things before we finish up here tonight first is hope solo The U.S. women's soccer goalie. Very talented athlete. She's had numerous off-field issues in the past. Definitely gets into the competition. But during the last Olympics, she called out Sweden after the U.S. women lost. And called them cowards. For their way of playing the game. Because they, they played a very defensive game. But they were able to knock off the U.S. And she said they, the U.S. should have beat them. You know what? And she's probably right. This year was a huge disappointment for U.S. women's soccer in the Olympics. They, they totally underperformed. Their expectations were way up there. And rightly show, because they are incredibly talented. They've won three in a row at the Olympics. But despite of that, in spite of that, Hope Solo has the ability to say what she wants to say. But now she's been suspended for six months from soccer. Yes, I'm serious. Six months for her comments. Now, the U.S. soccer is trying to say that this is more of a trend. This is a culmination of events. wasn't just what she said. Well, she hasn't violated any rules, any regulations recently. And the ones she has, she's served her time for. And so, it ultimately comes down to, they don't like what Hope Solo does off the field. They don't like her representing the sport, which you can understand, but that's their problem. Suspending her six months from the game for actions in the past, and in particular, these comments. Well, They're not admirable. The soccer league has no business doing that. No business. There is no reason for her not to be playing soccer right now. I'm not saying I agree with everything she says. You have to respect the countries around the world. You have to respect your opponent. That's part of the game, and I know we get caught up in the results, especially after we lose. It's hard to, to be respectful, but she should be playing soccer, and that's what it comes down to. Now, in similar news, Colin Kaepernick made headlines. When he didn't stand for the national anthem in the preseason. Caused an uproar, really. And it, here's why he did it. Because he wants to support Black Lives Matter. And he wants to make a statement in that. He thinks there's injustice. And there there is in cases. But ultimately, all lives matter. I can't say this enough. Black Lives Matter... Blue lives matter. White lives matter. All lives matter. That goes for unborn babies, too. Now, while he has the right to choose not to partake in the national anthem, it's disrespectful to the country that he has been brought up in And that has given him the opportunity to make an incredible living. I don't know why I keep using that word. But nonetheless, it is disrespectful and shows a lack, really, of maturity. Because it's spitting in the face of your own way of earning a living in the people that gave you the opportunity and I can't say enough about it because I've lost so much respect for Kaepernick for this because he's made a big deal out of this and it's number one it's not the right platform if you're upset with things that's not the way To make a difference. Number two. He's looking at things from a. Skewed perspective. Along with many other people. I'm not saying. Look I'm not going to break down into. What's right and wrong. In the different cases that have come up. In the last couple of years. With our justice system. But what I will say. Is yes, there are problems. The reaction has been horrible. And the way that people are trying to change it is completely wrong. Back to the issue at hand, he does have a constitutional right to not partake in the national anthem. However, it's a poor example. When you're given so much freedom in this country and blessed with so many opportunities to go then and turn and disrespect your country because it is disrespectful to not partake in the national anthem. And so while I agree with the president and many others in the fact that Kaepernick does have that ability— I also lose respect for him because of the way he's doing it. Here's how you handle it. Like the excuse me, like the Broncos did last night when Brandon Marshall decided he was going to listen to the anthem on a knee. You say he has the right to do that. We don't encourage that. However, he has the freedom to do so, and no further actions will be taken against him. Same result, much less coverage. That's the way it's done. If you're going to do it, take notes, Colin Kaepernick. Moving on. Tim Tebow is going to play baseball. He might play in the major leagues. He's been practicing and working out, I know, we're talking about Tebow again. He's been practicing for some teams recently, a lot of scouts, and getting some serious consideration. Until yesterday when he signed a contract with the New York Mets. Now, we're not going to see him on a field this year. If he does really well with their minor league teams and with practices, et cetera, we might see him next season. But what everybody's jumping on is that he's a football player and hasn't played baseball since high school. And while that's a valid point, what several general managers have said explicitly is that they are interested in his talent, in his baseball skills, not what he's bringing to the box office. Not how many tickets he's going to sell and the attraction he's going to be. While that is a positive in many ways. Because Tebow is a celebrity. So him joining your team, you know you're going to sell tickets. However, that is not the main attraction for these general managers and these scouts. And so that is why I'm actually excited to see what happens here. That's why I think there's a chance... That Tebow could be in the MLB. Because he is one of the hardest working guys in sports. And if anybody could do it, I think it's him. He goes at his work like no one else. He's humble. And he's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which he holds so dearly. And I respect that. Those are quality characteristics. So I hope you make it, Tim Tebow. I'm going to be rooting for you and monitoring your strides as you go through the process of trying to become a professional baseball player in the major leagues. Now, to close off the show, I have to go back to football. Because the NFL finally kicked off the 2016 season last night. I've only been waiting seven months and two days for that. Not that anyone's counting. Wait, But anyway, it was a rematch of the Broncos and the Panthers in the Super Bowl. And this is rare to start the season. It hasn't been since like the 70s since they had a Super Bowl rematch to open the season. Usually it's like two years later, before those teams play again. And usually it's an underwhelming game that ends up going the other way. It's just how it goes. The Colts won the Super Bowl. They played the Bears like two years later to start the season. They lost. It wasn't a good game, and we all forgot about it. Well, last night, the season opened with the previous super bowl contenders we're talking last year as i referenced earlier peyton manning won the super bowl beating the panthers however this year peyton's gone and so are some key defenders on that bronco defense including danny trevathan who i think at the linebacker position was the glue to that defense he directed traffic he held things together he made things happen he got plays done but he's gone so i was expecting carolina to walk away with this one however that is not what happened the broncos showed they still have a defense they're still contenders and even without peyton manning they're able to win some games As they did last night. It was close. The Broncos came back in the second half. They were down 10. And they won it on a missed field goal. With the seconds, the last few seconds ticking off the clock. Cam Newton was elusive again. But his second half performance from the pocket was underwhelming. And this is me just breaking down the game, folks, from what I watched. Newton is an athlete. He can be stopped. And the Broncos have figured him out. Now, he rushed for a fair amount of yards. But in the end, he could not get it done. And that's what matters. You can't win a Super Bowl. You're still a good athlete. But that's when it really matters. And he couldn't win it last season. And he couldn't win the rematch this year. Now moving to the other side of the field. The other team, rather. Trevor Simeon. Who? Yeah. Trevor Simeon, the second-year quarterback for the Broncos, started the game last night. Having never thrown a pass in the NFL. But I gotta say... He looked pretty good. Pretty good. He made some smart decisions, especially early on. He had this player, he pump faked, got the defender in the air, and then sidearm threw it around him to his receiver for a positive gain. I think that was the opening play for him. Really a confidence builder that he used throughout the rest of the game. Broncos had some early turnovers, found themselves in a hole. But he was calm and collected and made the right plays. He might be more of a game manager than Peyton Manning was. You know, he's probably not going to be Aaron Rodgers. But this guy has a pretty good throw, unlike Tim Tebow. (laughs) And he's smart. And he showed confidently. That he can manage a game, and he can get it done. i talking down 10 points in the second half, in the fourth quarter, to a really good football team, and he showed the poise to drive down the field several times, get the lead, and win the game. So if I'm a Broncos fan, and they're my secondary team, as many of you know, live in Indianapolis, my heart is with the Colts, But a small part of me roots for the Broncos every Sunday since Peyton Manning went over there. Well, really since Tim Tebow, but that's backstory. Regardless, I'm excited for this guy because he has potential. He's got the mechanics to make good throws. He showed that he has the mindset and the ability to read defenses, which is key. It's not just about making throws. Take note, Curtis Painter, because there's a difference. And so he has potential. I'm excited what this guy can do. Granted, that was one game, but that was against a very good defense in the Carolina Panthers. And he got it done, ultimately. Now, side note, I found myself last night once again caught up in the game. Yeah, I'd been waiting seven months for it, and football is finally back. But I got a little bit too into the result, and the outcomes. Too much. Too aggressively rooting for or against different players. Found myself really in a position that was not, let's just say, it wasn't perfect. My attitude. And I was reminded that it's just a game. I had to take a step back. Well, I love this game of football. I love it. And I really get into it. And you guys know that. It is just a game. And I got to keep telling myself that as well as you. Let's remember that. Even with all the fantasy implications, which we get very caught up in, it ultimately doesn't matter. So let's just enjoy the game for what it is it's entertainment. Let's enjoy it. That's it for Coe's Sports Show today. Join me again next time. Have a great week.